Yes, Joseph Howard, we're back, mate. Hey, buddy. Yeah. I am so... Do you know what? I think, like, the first episode, which we got a load of good feedback for, yeah. which went really well, I I don't think I was nervous, but you know when you go into something and you've already done it once, so yeah. then you're allowed to just be really excited for it. I've been so, like, looking forward to this second episode. And it's nearly Christmas. And it's nearly... This is our Christmas episode. Do you, like, do you want to tell people what we've got Yes, with us? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... So, starting off, sticky toffee pud, which is really good. Puddy, puddy woody, really nice. Sticky toffee puddy woody. Um, when you move down the table, if you imagine the camera pans left and pans down and pans out, we've got um, what I think is reindeer cakes. I don't know what makes it a reindeer cake. Is a reindeer in them? Is that what I really hope not. I hope not. No, no. Uh, the the mince pies, but like these are the signature mince pies according to uh, the co-op. Sounds good. They just seem like normal mince pies to me. And the Christmas Eve tarts. And? And, go on. Joas provide us with some uh, advocates. Now, for what, if people don't know, really know what advocate is, it's just like a yellow, thick liqueur. It's, I can't really describe the taste of it, but we've Eggy. mixed it. Yeah, I suppose so, Eggy, yeah. yeah. But we've made uh, snowballs with them, which is avocat and lemonade and it's quite nice to be fair exactly because you know we are we're over 18 we're responsible adults and we're getting the christmas spirit and we're getting in the christmas christmas jumpers we've yep. got christmas jumpers we've got christmas jumpers on yeah and and it is the last day of alex being with us oh, alex is yeah, going home tonight going home for christmas alex he's in the booth so for anyone who doesn't know alex has been with us since last september mm -hmm. Pretty much, and is one of the technicians in the team. But people may not have seen him too much, especially if they haven't been on the Zooms or things like that, because we only had one show. Yeah. So Alex is with us from Edge Hill, but obviously he's going home for Christmas. He's part of the student evacuation. Evacuation? Um, that is, well, that's what I've heard it was called. So Alex, how, how does it feel to be going home? It, I must admit, it is a bit of a weird feeling. You know, um, we've had some of these... You know, they came out with this student evacuation, the massive... It sounds like, you know, basically they blamed us for causing it, locked us down, and then they're going to send us home and blaming, blame us for taking it home. Makes absolute sense. Perfect sense. Well, Alex, thank you for being our, like, tech producer for yeah, thank you, Alex. at least the first couple episodes of the podcast. And with him is, is Matt, who's come back. It's literally been, like... I feel like it's one of those weird moments where sometimes in the summer, if someone comes and watches our summer show, yeah. then they'll see probably Matt. Yeah. But then in the term time, they'll see Alex. But today, guys, they're both in the same room. That was weird. Like a clash of the titans. So we've just came out of another meeting before we've come into this podcast regarding Christmas Solo. Christmas Solo. So now, yeah. go on, Jay. What do you Christmas think? Christmas Solo. This one's obviously going to be a lot different because of, obviously, COVID and things like that. So for this one, we're trying to up the production value of this. Now, um, it's going to be something that the Art Center's never done before. Um, we're going to be using several cameras. We're going to be live streaming it. Um, and it's going to be absolutely amazing. So from what the, we've gone through in the meeting uh, a couple of seconds or a couple of minutes ago, I'm quite excited for it, if I'm going to be honest, to see what happens and... It's gonna, be, it's gonna be like the X Factor, but in the art center. That's it, absolutely. And I think you know we've we've paved the way a little bit because we've got people in the mind of this kind of idea because of things like sing it and now move it. But now we're actually doing a live streamed, couple of hours long concert 
which is you know just the tw- it's so the 2020 version of what we would have been doing yeah, otherwise i'm quite nervous about it, if i'm gonna be honest like like live telly mate have you thought what you're gonna wear um i'm not sure maybe something christmasy but not too over the top because obviously i think it's gonna be me and mark presenting mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try and upstage him obviously obviously um but yeah i think maybe some sort of Glittery, something or other. I knew you were going to say that. You know, the guest judge who was the guest judge for Move It this week, Max. Yeah. He's he's a uh, a producer for shows, and he was wearing like a sequined waistcoat or sequined blazer, and all I could think of was that is Jamie Noon. <laughs> so if people see Jamie in a in a sequined blazer for this show, <laughs> then you know where it's come from. And the best part about it is, it's going to be free. For everyone yep. to watch. Yeah, yeah. So every single person can watch it wherever you are in the country. So if you've not seen your friends or family who come to the art centre, perfect time to watch it just before Christmas. Absolutely. So it'll be a boss time right before Christmas to sit down at home and virtually be in the art centre, put it on your TV and watch it around the couch and see all of the favourite performers that you would usually see at this time of year. And we've got the arts band back together. Yeah. We've got the arts band back together, so there'll be some people singing with the arts band as well. I'm really looking forward to it. Absolutely. And I think that's why it can feel quite crazy being in like the meeting that we've just had, for example, because there's so many moving parts to something like this. And yeah. it's very the reason that we don't have maybe a meeting that intense for productions. So, you know, say for cats, we had loads of different meetings. Yeah. But I think that one felt so much more like, oh, this topic, that this topic, that topic, is because for people at home thinking about it, we've done normal staged shows for years years and years and years this is the first one of its kind that we're doing so we've got to figure out all these things that usually it's just obvious so like for instance usually jay you'll do the um you'll do kind of the stage management for one of the shows so that's just kind of when we think okay this show's coming together do we have a stage manager? Oh yeah, well, we'll probably have Jay. Whereas this, you've got to go through all these fine details. And when you've got a load of creative people a part of that process, like Josh from film or James Elwood for running the band, you've got a load of different ideas. And that's where, you know, I think it's so, so interesting and important that we kind of process all of them in that big meeting that we've just had. Yeah, I think the issue is going to be the, with all the moving parts, just kind of being really organised with it. Because obviously... We're, we are treating it like a like a primetime television show. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best way to do it, to get the high production value with it. And I think with this, we just need to be really sure what we're doing. I think we've got several people on, people on cameras and lights and sound and production mm-hmm. and floor managing. And so we've got all sorts of things going on, but no, I'm really, really yeah. excited for it. Don't you think that's why for us as a team, it's it's good that none of, no one is so, so kind of like concerned with having their Elin's hair, I want to say, is the right word for it. It's like you can turn around and quite com- I could turn around to you and say quite comfortably, Jake, that idea, I don't think that's going to yeah. work because of this. And I think that's why we've been able to do all the shows that we've ever done before, but also we'll be able to do this one because it's all really honest. And the people that come into the team get that feeling of, I can be honest. And also people are going to be honest with me, with my ideas. I think that, that, I think that's exactly right. I think the, the honesty is the main fact. If, if something comes up with a an idea that's not quite there, we're not, we're not afraid to go, okay, that's not quite there. What would you think about changing it to this or that? Mm-hmm. And maybe adding things in, taking things out. We do a lot of things like that, especially yeah. up, up until a day of shows where we'll go, okay, well, that doesn't, doesn't work. Now we've done the sort of dress rehearsal. Let's change it to this or let's tweak it to that, which up until the actual show goes live, I think will happen several times. Absolutely. I mean, 
Alex, you're, I'm reaching out to him from the tech booth. You're obviously someone who was in that meeting with us then, talking about how we're going to put the show together. And you're someone who's quite new to the team and you've, you've been here certainly a year now. But I mean, I haven't been able to, maybe it's been in as many of those full team meetings because of the year we've had. But do you get that vibe of like, I can suggest this idea and it'll be respected and appreciated and, and treated with an honesty? Well, yeah, the thing you found with that is that there were certainly people that specialised in one thing or another. So you had people that specialised in video, you had the people that specialised in sound or stage management. But what you found was everyone was contributing something and, you know, we were saying, well, I brought up something about using monitors. And we we're like, well, actually, we're thinking about stream delay and it's not entirely important. And we we're like, actually, yeah, that is a good point. And it's something that we're not necessarily afraid to bring up and talk to each other and suggest ideas even if they're not necessarily going to be used i think everyone there feels comfortable enough to just suggest whatever they believe in absolutely so right jay we've we'll come maybe back onto solo again yeah. in a little bit and especially touch on on some stuff that's happening this month in december yeah. but we wanted to propose a new idea with episode two Go on. called this week's news okay. okay so for all of you listening at home this week, Jay and I have been trolling through Twitter to find stories that we just think... I mean, how do you describe them, Jay? Feel good? Um, feel good or they create conversation. I think that's probably the best mm. one. Not too serious, but create conversation or just kind of add a bit of kind of light to this sort of dark times a little bit, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, you know, it's like... There's a load of things to go... People will go on their phones at the minute and see so many negative stories. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, there's a load of uplifting things to read about. And a lot of bonkers things. And a lot of bonkers things. Right. Hit us with yours, Jay. Right. So this week, what kind of caught my interest, I don't know if anyone's heard about this, about all the monoliths showing up around the globe. Yeah. Now, so far, um, there's been three. One in Romania, um, one in Utah, one California. Now, what they are, they're literally just kind of triangle pillars, silver, just placed in the ground, and that's it. Nobody knows anything about them. So I thought that was quite interesting. Is it? Is it? Is it aliens? What do you think? What do you? What do you think it is? I don't know. You know, I don't think. I don't think it's aliens. Not mm. to say that aliens aren't real and stuff like that, because there's definitely something out there. We can't be the kind of only planet that's got stuff on it. So, um, but I don't know. I don't know. Whether it's just some kind of someone like Banksy, like an art, like an artist, yeah, yeah, giving it the yeah. giving it the big bean to just putting random things up. But I, it's quite interesting to see these random kind of towers showing up. And people not knowing what they are, not knowing how they got there. And they're, they're not in like highly uh, popularized areas either. They're kind of in, a, in in woods or in a field or in the desert. So it's strange places. But yeah, yeah that, that one kind of caught my eye this week. I think I saw that one. And, you know, for me, my guess is it's some kind of big publicity stunt by by a new film coming out or a new t probably a new film rather than a TV series. That would make sense. Because it's gotten everyone talking about it. Yeah. Like, to be fair, we probably should have done it for cats. We could have just... Put loads of cats it, everywhere. Put loads of cats everywhere. I don't think. It, wait, well, to be fair, there was that cat that used to come into the center. Yeah, the center yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you could, I suppose you could have done, but I suppose then, who would feed the cats? Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good My story <laughs> is to do with the legend that is Dolly Parton. Now she is a legend. She, she must is... be about four hundred years old, but oh, she's still but amazing. She's fantastic. Okay, and Dolly Parton has produced the vaccine for COVID-19. 
so, so, sorry, let me get this right. You're saying that Dolly Parton, the country singer, has produced a vaccine for COVID-19? That's what I've read on Twitter. <laughs> Don't always believe what you read on Twitter. No, that's what I've read on Twitter. Now, apparently, apparently that is because when when all of the lockdowns started, she donated a huge sum of money to one of the companies that have found the vaccine. Ah, so she okay. physically, she wasn't in the kitchen just making well, vaccines. Well, what I prefer to think of, and someone tweeted this out, and I just saw the idea when they described it, was Dolly Parton sitting there in the lab, okay? She's got her hair done, right? She's wearing some kind of Texan, Texan bougie outfit, and... <laughs> She's just playing around with some DNA, figuring out how <laughs> it all works. And every now and then, she's just writing a song lyric down, you know? Because that's that's how she writes them, when she thinks. What hours was she doing? Nine to five. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. I'm so sorry. That was terrible. That was bad, wasn't it? So there's our news for the week. Dolly Parton and huge monoliths. <laughs> how can it get any worse than that? Exactly. <laughs> um, and, you know, talking about COVID-19 and the lockdown and stuff, we are now coming out of our second lockdown, yeah. which obviously impacted the session, so really impacts the people listening and watching and stuff. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts on that second lockdown? Um, personally, I think it should have happened earlier. Really? I think, I, think, I, think we, I think we would have been in a lot better position if it had happened earlier, um, but I think it's happened for a good reason. I think, it's, I think it needed to happen to kind of hopefully get us having some sort of normal Christmas, whatever a normal Christmas is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think it should have happened earlier, but I'm glad it's kind of coming out of it on the better end of it now. And now there's a vaccine there as well that's possibly going out soon. And people are understanding more about it. I don't think it's as scary as the first lockdown was. I think for a lot of people, the first lockdown was really scary. They weren't sure what to do, what they could do, what they couldn't do. But this time it feels more relaxed. So yeah. It seems panicked. So yeah. Absolutely. And I was chatting to the peer mentors to do with their peer mentor, one of the peer mentor tasks that they're doing over the next couple of weeks. And they're going to present that uh, in the start of January. And when we were chatting over Zoom, I kind of said, you know, how, how does it feel at the minute? How are things? And apparently the whole still being in school has made a huge difference. Like some people haven't preferred it. Some people have turned around and they were like, oh, to be honest, would have much rather preferred if it was going to be off, would have just been off and like watched Netflix all day. Whereas some people have felt like it's really helped them feel like there's some normalcy. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's going to be really interesting because now we're going to come back into sessions and we've not got a lot of them before we finish for Christmas. No, we haven't. I think we've got two Wednesdays and stuff like that. Yeah, two of each session so, yeah. sounds about right. When do we finish? Is it the... After Christmas? Oh, or? I don't stop. I'm after Christmas well. Day. So I don't track when we finish. <laughs> um... <laughs> I think, yeah, I think for the end it's of... Christmas solo, our, isn't it? Yeah, it's Christmas solo. And in between that, there's there's still move it for the finale of yep. that. And there's still some stuff that we've got planned for Wednesdays. Which So there's loads of stuff going on. And the way I think we're all looking at it is, look, we haven't had the year that we thought we may have. But let's make these next couple of weeks jam-packed with brilliant memories to take yeah. away from this really different year. I think, I think everyone's looking forward to this Christmas to try and get some sort of normality back to a Christmas because I think that's the one thing that everyone's looking forward to. Kind of, it, it's it's a family thing. So people mm-hmm. haven't seen their families and things like that. Getting to see their families over that five-day period that you can go and see people. So I think it, it's going to be a, a Christmas is going to be a big thing for a lot of people than it usually is, I think. Absolutely. So today we've got Steph coming into the studio and chatting with us for the podcast, um, yeah. who is certainly no one who would like, it's not like she's brand new to the team. Yeah. But last month we had Mike, 
who yeah. was obviously one of the first people to be a part of the art center and steph in terms of a team capacity is certainly on the newer side because yeah, she's done audition good. panels and stuff yep. but now she's with us on a monday and singing she's here on tuesday nights um i think she's i think she's popped in on wednesday nights as well and yeah. everything so she's certainly around and certainly very much connected to the art center as we're going into 2021 yeah um do you know steph how, how well do you know each other i i do know i used to work with her mum Oh wow! Sounds like but so oh, okay. I kind of I know uh, I kind of know her that way. I've obviously known her more now. She's coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everybody's seen on TV. Well, that's and we're going to talk to her about I that. I can't today. wait to find out some gossip. Oh my that's god, I'm looking forward to. I have so many questions about how it all works. How high are Simon Cowell's pants? That's a question. Oh, they must be really high. That was not how I wanted to know about how things worked. <laughs> okay, but but people but, might want to know. I think it's a good so question. Okay. Okay, so we're going to take a little break and then we're going to be joined with the fabulous Steph Woods. Yeah, yeah. We're rolling. <laughs> we're rolling. We're rolling. We're back, guys, and we have got Steph with us. Hey, Steph. Hey, hi. Steph. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, I bet you're so nervous, are you? She's, yes. <laughs> she's so nervous. That's all right. That's why we got the snowball and then Steph poured half the bottle into here. And then she said, just let me neck this first before we start. <laughs> so Steph, that sounds like a really scam thing to say to be fair. Oh, wait, am I allowed to say that type of stuff? I'm from scam. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say I I'm... feel like it's very much a scam stereotype, isn't it? So I'm going to go with it. Go for it. Down in the bottle. So, Steph, scam Hi. girl. Yes, born and bred. Right, okay. So that's what I wanted to start off by asking. Okay, I, was, Where... I was born in Ormskirt, so. Oh, so we've already... So not Scam Girl. So not Scam Girl. Not Scam Girl. But, Steph, where did you grow up? Because it was you've always lived in Scam. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on um, New Church Farm with my parents, not far down the road from Mike, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I lived there since since I was born. Are you Laven, Our Ladies, or Poland? I was Laven. Laven? Yeah. Wow. There's so... also Glenburn as well. Did you know about that one? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's getting that's, knocked down, to be fair. I mean, it's gone that's... now, but... Yeah. Okay. Well, Steph, for for someone who's who went to Laven then, and obviously you've seen our shows that have been in there, or some of them, haven't you? Mm-hmm. How does it feel to watch shows in in Laven now with the theatre, the way that we've been able to turn it into with the lights and the staging and the set and stuff? How does that feel, kind of going back to your old high school each time? Okay, so it was really strange. I think I've only been to one or two at Laven. Um one being Elf just gone. Which was um, amazing. And one oh, was absolutely. ages ago. Another one was ages ago. I don't yeah. I can't remember what show it was. Was but, it in Laven? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it could have been like West Side Story, it could have been High Possibly. School Musical, something like that. It was it was quite a few years ago. But it was really strange because that's where I used to go for my like I think it was assemblies we used to have in there <laughs> yeah. or or I used to sing in there when they used to ask me to sing at events oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So it was strange to, to go back and see but but really good. Really yeah. enjoyable. So talking about kind of going into singing, what what made you want to sing or start singing or be a singer? When I was 11. I mean, I've, I've always sang since, since I was literally a little girl. I think I think there's a video of me singing Blah Blah Black Sheep in the living room, like <laughs> literally this big. But um, yeah, when I was 11, my mum bribed me to go on karaoke abroad um, with 10 euros, I think, <laughs> 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 to get up on karaoke and sing, um, I think it was Immortality by Celine Dion or something. But yeah, so she did that and, and I just haven't, got down since i don't think i've I've been singing since so then yeah because steph if anyone doesn't know more than anything else you're a singer um and what would you say 
is what keep do you know what keeps you singing why why do you do it okay so so singing singing is my go-to so if i'm whatever mood i'm in if i'm if i'm happy if i'm angry if i'm sad if what whatever mood i'm in if i sing or at least play music and get in that zone to sing along to then then that makes everything a better place for me and, and i think that's the same for a lot of people mm -hmm. depending what mood they're in like I, especially for myself if i'm feeling a bit kind of sort of down sometimes i'll put on like a, a song that i like to listen to or mm -hmm. I, I always like to sing in what i do whatever around the house so yeah i think i think music's a big big part of people's lives absolutely and you know it's so weird because i think what i wanted to ask when we were talking about how to plan this podcast out things like that was around that thing of do you guys ever just feel like sometimes you need to just that kind of outlet of being able to sing or do something is what you really need because literally just the other day i was editing the episode for move it and it was a really really intense day of editing it was like a long non-stop day i had to film the hosts and stuff as well and was getting videos in from yourself jay and from the guest judges and the resident judges and putting it all together and your time bound for that and a lot of the time comes into you've got to let give time for it to upload online. So there was a load of stuff. And at the end of the at the end of it all, and it went out and it was done for the day. It was like, oh, I think I'm gonna sing a song. Yeah. So I sang a song. Um What song was it? I can't remember. I think I was still like brain fogged from the whole <laughs> editing process. But that is interesting that, you know, as three people who who enjoy performing and enjoy singing, that is like a real emotional outlet for yeah. And I do believe, I do believe it, it massively helps. Whether you can sing or whether you can't sing, mm -hmm. it massively helps with emotion. Oh, definitely. I, what what I, li I like to do is like when, uh, when I've got a house myself, I love just putting YouTube on the telly with karaoke songs on, put on <laughs> yeah. really loud, yeah, yeah. just singing my head off, totally out of tune, obviously. <laughs> but like, I, that's what I love to do. And then you kind of get sore throughout the end. You're like, oh, get some water. And then you just carry on. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So you started off local girl who loves to sing. Yes. How do you then make the jump to a local girl who a lot of people know about because she's been on The X Factor? So, I've got a little bit of a bad memory, but I just remember, I don't remember thinking about the time of I'm going to apply for it. I just remember being on it. So, I mean, I was so young. I was 14 years old. Oh, wow. I was, I was literally, um, I think I actually still am to this day, no bragging, but the youngest ever contestant that's made it that far. Oh, wow. Um, to where I got in the show. But yeah, so it, it was a big thing, but then I didn't realise how big of a thing it actually was mm -hmm. looking back now as an adult. Um, but what an amazing, amazing experience. Wow. So, right, I'm so intrigued by this. I'm going to move I can this. tell. I'm going to move this. I can tell. <laughs> Let me get a drink. It's, it's all about the gossip. That's what it is. It's all. It is. I just it find is. there's so many, there's so much about that process that I don't know because I feel like things like applying for the X Factor and The Voice and Britain's Got Talented stuff where like, they don't publicize the whole process mm -hmm. for a, as a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know, but they don't. So like, are we allowed to talk about that? Are you, are you happy to talk about that? I'm happy. Whether I'm allowed is a different. Is oh, well, different we don't story. mind. No one's going to. I can but... talk about it as well. Cause I, I went for, I auditioned for X Factor and the voice. Did you? Get yeah, yeah. What? Did you? Yeah, yeah. When? Years ago. Years ago. I've done auditions for X Factor twice and the voice once. See, I thought, I thought, I thought <clears> I remembered somewhere you mentioned in the yeah. voice. I've never known about the X Factor. Yeah. The voice, the voice was a really, really good one. To be fair, yes, I completely agree. Because on the X Factor, it felt like you kind of they were kind of herding you. Kind of it was, just, it was all about numbers. Mm -hmm. So for me, my personal X Factor experience was when I went, I did it at um, Old Trafford in Manchester, and it was literally there were so many people in this queue. You had to do all these TV scenes outside. You have to wave and cheer and <laughs> silent, silent wave and cheer and all that sort of stuff. 
and you kind of get herded in and you literally i was stood in like this booth probably no bigger than a toilet cubicle with a producer sat on a chair he was like what's your name what are you gonna sing i sang okay yeah that's it thanks you're not good enough well, off you go so it wasn't the kind of, they didn't even look up which i was, yeah, yeah. Felt was really impersonal now when i was in there and waiting i heard, I heard re amazing singers in mm. different booths and they didn't get through either i thought is it just kind of is mm. it the quality they're looking for is it a, a sob story what is it i don't know whereas with the voice for me personally i felt more like, more like a person it was more you went into a room you got they did a vocal warm-up with you mm -hmm. and then you sang in front of everybody it was really it was really nice and yeah uh, i got through kind of second round of that so I did it in front of a camera it was really nice i think obviously didn't get through to the live thing but i appreciated that more because yeah. it was it was more personal it was more yeah. it felt more more of an experience for me so say say i'm someone a student who is thinking about applying for one of these shows right let's say let's say the x factor because you've done it two times and steph you've done it i know you've been on it twice what do i do i'm literally i'm starting with no knowledge how does that happen go and get the form <laughs> okay so there's a form <laughs> involved so I'm learning things okay, already. So I need, yeah go, go and see when, when they're auditioning get mm -hmm. the form it may be all technical now, but like tech-wise, but fill it all in. But you've got to really kind of brag about yourself a yeah. little bit. You've got to give yourself some, which mm -hmm. which is something personally I've struggled with in the past. Right. Okay. Um. But yeah, and then and then you just send off, don't you? Do, yeah. I can't remember. Did you need to send a video or? No, no, I I, I didn't. I just I just went to the audition. But that, what I remember was there was a lot of waiting around. I mean, like yes. the X Factor. I think I waited for about eight hours. In fact, wow. I've got a story on that before, on, on a time waiting. I've got before cause... I audition. Good. Yeah. Please, please go ahead. No, just just along the along the story. Things further on in in the in the show. Um, I remember going to Wembley. I think it was at. We had to get there for seven a.m. all day, doing them silly silent waves, <laughs> um, cheers, um, looking at certain things that aren't there, but they will be on the TV and blah blah blah. Um, and I didn't actually get on my audition till one a.m. 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 I was day, the last that. audition of the day, so we got oh, at Wembley seven a.m. and I didn't do my audition till one a.m. So you must have been really yeah. tired then. How how did you kind of yeah. overcome the tiredness with that? Was it just energy drinks and nerves? To be honest, yeah, they, they supply all like all the energy drinks and stuff, but I think the adrenaline keeps you going. Mm -hmm. uh, and and again, yeah, nerves, adrenaline, you, you just, I was all over the place. But So you go in, you've done all the forms, and then you go into what is like the local auditions. And there's rounds of auditions then? Is this, yeah. Like on the same day? Yeah, I, I assume they would. No, not no, no, not the same day. No. Sorry. All oh, right, okay. So I don't know if you're if you were the same, but there are three producer auditions before you see the judges. Yeah. Like the the, the celebrity judges, yeah. so you have to go and see them three first, and you have to get through. And if in all honesty, they are very harsh. Yeah. They are the hardest auditions, but right. you have to get through all of them three first until you see the celebrity, Simon, etc. Okay, and then, Steph, when you did that the first time when you were still 14, because you went back later, and we'll talk yeah. about that in a minute. But when you did that the first time, you got through the three rounds, did you do the same song each time? Or... No, a different song. Okay, a different different song each time. Yes. Right, okay. And, and did, did, did they at any point say to you, look, that song's not right, choose this one? Or did yes. they kind of guide you with songs? Or would you, was it kind of, no, that song's brilliant, keep that? Um, some of them were like, yeah, that was brilliant. And other ones, it was, oh, okay, so... We know you can sing that kind of song. Have you mm -hmm. got a different style of song that you can sing? And then on the spot, I mean, you would normally try and prepare more than yeah, one, yeah. but on the spot, you would have to change. And okay, so you get on, you get onto the TV bit, you get onto the bit in front of the judges, and for you, it was Sharon. Yeah. And who else? So it was Sharon Osborne and Nicole Scherzinger in oh, the okay. house at that point. Right, um, okay. But on in the in the actual first audition, sorry, it was Simon Cowell. 
Louis Walsh, Danny Minogue, and Sharon Osbourne. Right. Okay. So, so you do that bit, and that bit's the bit that goes on telly. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the bit that always. So, like, and like when you watch the episodes, <clears throat> whenever I watch the episode, I think, what's just, what happens though behind the scenes there is when that audition finishes, and you've you've hugged her and you go off. Is that the end of like? Is that the end? You then just go home, or yes, that's it. That is it. That's it. Yeah. Right, so okay. at that point, um, I think you're crisscrossing between the second audition as well. Oh right. Okay. Um, but but yeah, at that point you go and you don't have any more contact and etc. You just hear the next round through the post or via email or, or however right. it is. Okay, so all that happens, and then the first time is when you ended up going to Sharon Osbourne's house, right? That was the first time. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. And and before that, did you have to like do the whole thing where they're in the room and Sharon Osbourne comes in and it's like, oh, fabulous, and like she's she's announced <laughs> as the judge. Yeah. How yeah. was that? Could you bring back like... so many memories? Because I forget about all this. This was I was fourteen. I'm now twenty eight. So this was like how many years ago? So did you genuinely not know who your judge was? When... No, no, okay. we don't really? have a clue. Yeah, we don't have a clue. See, I'd have found that hard to believe. I'd have guessed. Yeah, I everyone was like, told, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you don't have a clue. So and you're left waiting for ages because obviously with the celebs, aren't they? So mm-hmm. there's no rush. They're going to have the dinner. They're going to do whatever they've got to do. And then you're sat waiting for like, as you know, as long as as long as you have to yeah. on a show like that. Um, yeah, and then and then the producer will come in and say, okay, like your, your judge is ready to walk in. So then the, the, it's rolling and you're filming. And, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, she walked in. And it, yeah, I was I was glad actually, because I do love Sharon. So then for anyone who is, who is listening and thinking, like who, who likes the idea of this type of, reality tv show x factor voice type competition i'm guessing one of the things you'd say to them is prepare to be patient because it's going to be a long process yes and prepare to be patient prepare to to not get the best result because you you, like like jay said before you never know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. ever so you could be an amazing singer I mean, I know people that have auditioned and they've gone for things and, and they've given it their all and they've prepared and they've they've really gone over the top and not got anywhere. But it's not mm. it's not about them. It's about what the show is looking for. It's not... I shouldn't say this, but I honestly don't think The X Factor is all about the voice. Mm-hmm. No. At all. At all. Is the voice all about the voice? I do believe the voice <laughs> is all about the voice. Oh, okay. Wow. So, so you got bad news when you went to judges' houses yeah. with Sharon. And... How much time do you spend with the judge when you're when you're in their house or or you know as you're going there or as you're coming home that type of thing? Okay, so so you see her every now and again. We went on an aeroplane. Um, I mean, how much inside inside do you want to know? All of it. <laughs> so we went we went obviously flew to LA. Sharon and Ozzy and everyone else was all obviously in first class and on the top floor mm-hmm. on the aeroplane. Um, we were down in economy. They took us up to film in first class and then sat us back down in economy. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um, but it was it was good just to be able to go up and say hi and, and see them. Um, and then when, when we got to LA, um, Sharon took us all out for a meal with Ozzy and her best friend. And we all went to a lovely restaurant and it was beautiful. And she actually, she genuinely spent quality time mm-hmm. with, with the girls, you know. Um, my mum was with me because she, she had to because I was only 14. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was nice that they spent that time with us and yeah. give us that. It's not just about the show that she, yeah. that she genuinely did mm. care. Do you think you would have got that same sort of treatment if you were with another judge? 
or do, you, or do you think just because it was Sharon, she has kids and she's she's English herself? She, Truthfully, she, she... I don't know. I honestly believe getting to meet Sharon and and knowing her for them them four days that we was in LA. Not that I know her, but but being with her, I genuinely believe she she was like a mother figure. So okay. she she is so such a genuine person, mm-hmm. and I can't stress that enough. She really is. Other judges, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know because yeah. I can't say. So you've got to be then thick-skinned if you're doing this type of thing to be prepared to think okay i could get someone who is a little bit like you know when you go to high school and then every year your your favorite teacher you may not have that teacher anymore yes and so i always remember when i was reading the the advice for when you pick your gcses it was to never pick it off of the teacher that Mm -hmm. you want to get because it's so true i mean you were really fortunate to get one that was so lovely honestly she was amazing and again i one massive thing that sticks out with me from the X Factor with Sharon is the connection that we had. And I do believe that was a genuine connection mm-hmm. because even, um, again, I, I could sit here and go on for hours, but um, she, when she when she sent me home, she was genuinely sad. And you could see that in mm-hmm. a person. It wasn't just a front, it wasn't for telly because the cameras weren't on afterwards and she was genuinely sad. And and Ozzy was the same. They both got me to one side and they said, listen, it, you... The, the industry that, that it is out there, you are not ready for. Mm-hmm. You are not streetwise enough. That was their words. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel like looking back, you agreed with what they said? Yes, 100%. Right, okay. Yeah. And was it, do you think it was them who genuinely made the decision or was that from producers? <sighs> so it's only I ask that because obviously it's a, it's a lot for a celebrity to have that, that much power because obviously you see anything, oh, the, the judges have definitely decided this or will it be that they've spoken to Simon or they've spoken to yeah, producers? Yeah, I gone, always used to think okay, it was just the judges. We think... This person, that person. Okay, so I think, I do think it's a, de- a decision that is made between top producers and yeah. maybe Simon because it's his show. So it does sound a little bit like this this process, which is a, is maybe one of the most famous ways that people know of about how to get famous, so to speak, as a singer, isn't... Well, first of all, it can sometimes be really great. Look at, like, you know, Leona Lewis or... um. Alexandra Burke, who who did it all and it went great for them. But equally, it's not as maybe glamorous as it seems when you watch the 90-minute episode. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we were literally, we were talking about this before you came in, Steph, that we're producing um, a Christmas solo at the minute, which is going to look, fingers crossed, Have, dead a, have sleek. a feel of, yeah. It, yeah, it's going to have a feel. And it's going to seem really like everything just runs smoothly. But fingers behind, crossed. Ah, fingers <laughs> crossed, touch wood, <laughs> touch wood. Um, but behind the scenes, there's so many moving parts. And so it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, they're terrible, aren't they? Because they use scripts. But, you know, that's that, the reality is they're making TV. Of course. And that's what it is. It's media and they, mm-hmm. they want they want a good show so yeah, at yeah, the end, yeah. and and i think as well being through just going back to you thinking from, from arts and stuff and, and people doing theaters and you doing what guys what you're doing now going through or sorry being through what i've been through makes me appreciate things a lot more show from yeah. show wise because you know how much goes on behind the scenes mm-hmm. like the, as you all know jay you are shattered at the end of those days yeah, yeah. for that 90 minute episode yeah. that, that's on the telly and and obviously you you went back to it again yeah. <laughs> why why did you think uh, at what point do you think actually i'm going to go back and try again because for a lot of people having that kind of rejection getting that far on some people will be like no that's it i'm not i don't want to go through that again what made you think do you know what? i do want to go back i do want to do this again okay um so i was working abroad in gran canaria and i had 
I don't know if it's an email or a phone call, but they asked me to come back. Okay. So it wasn't mm-hmm. my choice. They they said, um, along the lines of Stephanie, um, obviously you've been on the show previously. Sharon was on the show. She was your mentor. You had this connection. Um, Sharon actually went off off uh, how, however long mm-hmm. after I'd been on it, and she wasn't on the show. And then she was coming back. Yeah. In this 2013. So Sharon's coming back. Um, we would love to do a reunion if you would like to be on the show. So I ummed and I awed because I was I was working abroad and um trying to take everything into consideration of do I want to go through that again? Um as I said at 14, I didn't really understand the mm-hmm. full thing of how big the show was. So I don't think I was hurt so much. Um I, I was upset for a couple of weeks afterwards and then I got over it, I was mm-hmm. fine. Um I bit the bullet and I went for it. Um they they promised me the world. They they told me it would be in my favor, and they that it was, um, kind of, you 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 are gonna get somewhere without them saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do this big reunion, and it's gonna be all in your favor. Da, 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 da. We, it, we're saying things we shouldn't be saying, and blah blah blah. And then I, I got to boot camp and was in Nicole's group, but I felt like that year I was I was dropped like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that being a part of it has made you a better person? Yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can't say I can't say would would I be the person I am today without mm. going on them? But I certainly wouldn't have done the things that I've done, yeah. which I suppose wouldn't make me the person that I am. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That was so confusing. So what what would you say to say if one of our students came up to you and said, "Look, I'm looking. I'm thinking of going to." Child for X Factor Voice, whichever talent competition it is, if you could give them maybe two or three pieces of advice, what would they be? Be prepared to be knocked back. Okay. Be prepared for a hell of a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um. Oh, a third one. I was going to say prepare, but just enjoy. Yeah. Just okay. enjoy the experience. Take it on the chin. If you get somewhere, fantastic. If you don't, you've not lost anything. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think that is brilliant advice for the guys who'll be auditioning for Susicle and the yes. we're going to go for Winnie the yes. Pooh. And I think this episode, it'll come out literally the day before. So, so I'm people so excited for these get, auditions. Get the, get the advice in. I think that is so, you know, it's so well put, Steph, though, that it's, you know, prepare, be prepared if it's bad news as well. You have to prepare for both. Yeah. Because if, then... you, if, you, if, you, if you work yourself up to get somewhere, it's just a massive kick in the teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you think your opinion of, of auditions has changed now you've been on both sides of it obviously auditioning for the x-factor and obviously being yes. on the audition panel for this yeah the, the you're choice. an arts audition panelist aren't you yes seeing seeing both sides i i feel like i understand the guys that are auditioning a lot more as as you will because mm. you lot have done auditions as well um but i do feel like i, I have a little soft spot maybe a little bit more because I know exactly how they're feeling yeah. <laughs> like I'm not that big mean judge maybe I'm Sharon <laughs> I, I, abso- I absolutely love the audition panels I love yeah. sitting on there and just watching these people come through and giving it their all for certain roles sometimes they're fantastic sometimes they're not sometimes they underprepare. sometimes it's just something happens on the day and it's just and doesn't that stick out like a sore thumb yeah. Sorry, just to no, point yeah. out, you know, I had this conversation the other day. You know, if somebody has practiced or prepared, yeah. and when someone says they have or they haven't, it yeah. sticks mm-hmm. out like a sore thumb. And I think you can see the difference because obviously, I don't sit often. I, I will for the infants from their audition panel, but often in the junior or senior auditions, I will be 
a reader in, um, things like that, or, or a fa first assistant for the panelists. Um, and I think it, it, but it does show when someone is unprepared and therefore nervous, and when someone is prepared but they're nervous because it means a lot to them. I think that's two very different types of yes. nerves. And the panel doesn't mind when someone's nervous because it means a lot to them. Yeah. Because yeah. They're, they're human. The pan the people on the panel are humans who've had that type of nerve before. I always say, if you're not nervous, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I've always said that. But if you're nervous because you're not yes. prepared. Yeah, that's different. It's different, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, Jay, do you have any one extra bit of advice for the audition panelists uh, sorry the auditions that yes. are going to be on uh, auditionees that are going to be on in musical um i would say if you're not sure of how something should come across um in your in your audition like a certain line or ask somebody mm -hmm. we've all done auditions before um joe's joe's and loads mike mark anybody just ask somebody because they can give you the pointers and kind of that could be the difference between getting a part and not getting it, saying a line in a certain way or a certain uh, body action or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you're not sure about something or you're not sure about a line or a pronunciation or something, ask somebody. Don't be afraid to ask somebody. It, it will go a long way because it will be able to say, look, they've they prepared for this. They've they've done the homework. Yeah, because that's it, isn't it? Like all the people around us, all the people who are in the sessions, all the people who are a part of the centre, just want to see everyone smash it out of the park. Yeah, of so, course. It's not going to be like a oh no I, I can't I can't give you advice because I'm on the I'm maybe on the panel that's certainly not the case, um and that's why we've you know people in juniors for instance can sometimes come up to us and, and ask for advice and we'll really happily give it even down to you know in some cases I'm stuck between two roles that type of thing to try and give our opinion and the big thing is it may not always be the right opinion but we'll give you our honest one. Um, I think it's really important. I think, and I think that also goes for things like coming back to solo. Yeah. Um, when people are choosing songs and going to sing songs, if they sing it and it doesn't sound right, I will, I'm not being mean, I'll say to them, look, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. You're not singing the best that you can. I know I know how you can sing. You're not singing that to the best of your ability. Maybe try to sing like this. Breathe here, not here. Mm -hmm. Try and take deeper breaths. But I think... You have, I think the best thing that we do is we're, we're honest with them. Yeah. So, look, if you want to make this the best performance, we advise you to do this because it will make it better. And you, you get a lot of kind of students who do it and they go, oh, thank you very much for that. It's made a difference. Or you suggest a song to them which they would never suggest yeah. or never think of doing. And they go, oh, thanks, thanks very much. It was difficult, but I enjoyed doing it, which is always good. Mm -hmm. And I think mine would be, or my piece of advice in, in terms of that would be, that we're not looking for perfection. Mm -hmm. Like I was sending a message home to the infant parents this week about that very fact. It's not that we want someone who is the perfect model because if, if we were doing the show literally the week after and certainly when you're doing like a professional West End show where you've literally got three weeks to re rehearse and then it's going to stage, it may be a case of we're wanting something really, really close to perfection. But where we're at and how we all work, it's that, we know how long we've got from the audition day to the first night of the show. And it's how much of a journey to a really good performance can that person go on from the day that from the start of the audition to then. I guess we, we, we've sat on several audition panels and sometimes you can have a really, really, someone really good doing an audition and then someone not as good, but you, we, we would then have that conversation at the end going, but with this month, two months, three months before the show, can this person be better than the mm -hmm. best audition? Mm -hmm. Do we give them a chance at this? Can they? 
and sometimes it's about development and it's it's good to see the development within the students that they wouldn't have had that sort of um that sort of self passion to do it or mm -hmm. the, the belief to do it sorry but then when we go through that process they've, they've got it now they know what they're doing absolutely so steph now going back to kind of your journey so we've been local girl from school mm -hmm. we've been x factor and now where you are between then and now we've had some kids in the middle and stuff like that but <laughs> just, now just, just, um, just just a couple of scrubs, <laughs> you know <laughs> now we were saying right before you came in you're you've joined the team um not just as a panelist but someone who is who is around on the weekly some weeks on the daily um <laughs> so how do you what do you like about the art center okay so the one thing that i always say to whoever asks me this is that i absolutely adore art and everybody in it because it is everybody is family mm -hmm. there is no you don't come in and there will be uh, an atmosphere or, or or any bad atmosphere every time you come in i literally feel like we are family we are <laughs> sorry um can't be more than 30 <laughs> seconds we're gonna and, and i think also it's especially for myself sometimes it's an escape from mm -hmm. being the dad being the mom being and, going to work so you can come here and just be yourself, be stupid. You know, what I mean? was be a, just gonna be a, say be a that. kid again and yeah. mess around and. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say the same. Some days I turn up and I go to the Apollon Center and I will just turn up and sit on the cassette <laughs> and and I won't need to be there for anything. I'm just there because I want some me time and there I feel like I can be me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sam, do you know what a boomer is? <laughs> a boomer. A boomer. Um, like a boomerang. See, see, I, <laughs> see, I don't know. Either, well, see. that's the thing because last week. What we, is a boomer? Well, well, we don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure old. if it's a rude word or not. That's why. Oh no! <laughs> Coming from okay, boomer. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. So I, and that, now it makes me that's, think that's an insult. Exactly. Yeah, I've heard that. I've, people have said that to me a couple times. But last week, uh, sorry, last month when we recorded episode one, we said that we were going to get Adam and Erica, who are recording their um their teen stage podcast, yeah. to help us with some of these gaps in our knowledge due to our um. Well, Jay's ever increasing age. age. Oh, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> and so we ask what it is, and we ask each month what is such a such a thing, and they have sent us in an explanation of what a boomer of is. What a boomer is. Can we know today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. So Adam, Adam has sent it in this week. What is a boomer? I, I don't okay. know. I we don't. I, even I haven't heard it, and he sent me it. Okay. Okay, hang on, hang on. So what was your prediction on what a boomer is? I don't know. I actually don't know. Maybe someone kind of... An insult. Like an idiot. Yeah, like, like a, a... Like uneducated, maybe? I don't yeah. know. Ooh. I feel I feel it's something to do with baby boomers. What? What's a baby boomer? Baby boomers like are a like baby a generation. Boom. No, like, like the, a... the baby boomer generation. What are you on about? It's oh, like, are we old? I feel like you're a baby boomer. <laughs> I feel like are we old? I feel like I'm a baby boomer. Yeah. That's not like a baby boom. It's like, like people who were born in like the sixties. I thought it was like the baby boom. Yeah, the baby boom is like when there's loads of babies. Yeah, yeah. So people born in the baby boom are baby boomers. Joe's definitely on the right track. Am I? Yeah. Oh yes. 100%. Right. Okay. Let's find okay, out. Let's, okay. Yeah. Let's okay. find out. So I think people get the wrong idea about the word boomer. It's not relating to the idea of baby boomers, which are people who came from that generation. The idea of a boomer is someone who is out of touch with how society acts today. Uh, they still use the wrong language. Uh, they still have quite a negative attitude, quite a lot of negative outlook and views on certain things. And overall, they might just be a bit more out of touch compared to others. You've got different levels of boomers. Some can be very nasty people, 
Others can just be people that don't know how to use a computer. Uh, it's usually used more as an insult, but can sometimes be used as a uh, laughable joke. But that's pretty much what a boomer is. It's not too bad, so if anyone ever calls you it, just take it on the chin. Okay, so there's, right, level, there's so, levels yeah. of boomer. There's levels of boomer? Oh. I don't so it depends what, how, how, how you're feeling towards that person. So. so I feel like I'm the least boomer in the room. How boomer I'm, well, am I? I'm the youngest and I'm trendy and stuff. Mm. <laughs> you, you've, got, you've got a pug, a, a bulldog t-shirt on your hat on. Yeah, he's cool. He's bougie. I need, I need to know how old you are, Jay. I'm you're allowed to say, aren't you? Old enough. I'm 35. <laughs> okay. 35. I'm 21. That's All right. That's, that's... Yeah. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> moving on, moving on. <laughs> that makes me feel better because I'm the least boomer in the room. I, I would say you are, I think, because you do a lot of tech stuff here. You're the most. I'm not the, not the most. Well, actually, Steph, you're bad with tech, so I feel like it's just, so now you're I feel like you're both the same level of boomer. Come on, here, you know, <laughs> just be insulted. It's fine. It's all right because now we're gonna, now you. we're gonna put Jamie through some torture because it's time to play What's in the Box. Right. Okay. Oh so, so I am dying. To I got a, a voice message from Joe this week where we're okay. Yes, you knew about it. We're we're talking about. I've just come into someone carrying show. it with a towel over it. And then the last thing I mentioned, he went, okay, Jay, just uh, don't, um, also as well, you're going to be putting your hand in a box, bye. I was like, what's he on about putting my hand in a box? I know nothing about this. I feel like it's not alive, is it? Is it alive? I'm not on liberty to say anything. Oh my God, okay. I'm scared. So, it's, like, it's like I'm a celebrity, this. Like, do you know my fears? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a five-minute break set up for what's in the box and then oh, play what's in I feel sick. Welcome to What's in the Box. I am now excited. Right, yeah. I am not. I'm like, not blindfolded, so I I'm, am. Like, I genuinely can't see anything. I know that so, Matt's filming, so... Paint you a weird <laughs> picture, everyone. Oh, I'm so scared. We've moved around a little bit so that Steph and Jamie are opposite each other. Jamie is blindfolded, and in front of him is a box. <laughs> Jay? Yeah? Soon you're going to have 90 seconds. <laughs> Sorry, how terrified. How terrified. <laughs> My hands are so sweaty, it's disgusting. That won't help. Oh, no. But when you have 90 seconds, you're going to put your hands in the box. Hands or hand? Hands. You can put two hands in. Oh. You cannot take them out until either the 90 seconds has passed or Steph has guessed what is in the box. Oh. So, Jay, right, okay. when your hands are in, get a good feel for whatever is in there, okay? And I want you to describe to Steph. So Steph's got to guess before the 90 seconds is up? Yes. Right, okay. Or you have lost. Do a good explanation. Yeah. Okay. I'll try. Simplify right. it, it's me. Steph, are you ready? Yes. Matt, are you ready? Aye. Jamie, are you ready? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm so, absolutely not ready. Right. Alex, the timer starts oh. as soon as Jamie's hands have entered the box. <laughs> so nervous, man. This is horrible. I'm genu- my hands are genuinely dead. So Jay, it's when you're ready. Where am I going? <laughs> oh, no, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Begin. He's wet. That's wet. It's wet. It's wet. Right. It's lumpy as well. Oh, I, know, I think I know what this is. Can I, can I say what it is or not? No, you've it's... got to describe. Right, okay, I, th- I think it's a dessert. Wet and lumpy rice pudding. No, I, I think it's like a, a dessert that has jelly in it. So what? I think it is. Trifle. Stop! 
Yes! It's a trifle! It was a trifle. Yes! High five, oh, You've done that far too easily. Oh, you, you could have picked a hard. We Jeez. did so good. That was high really five. good. Don't high five me with them it hands. It felt like, I should have put my hands in, it felt like custard straight away. So I was like, it's not custard. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't say, it feels yellow. <laughs> yeah. It feels yellow, this. That was... Um, oh, well done. Right, next, next time, it's going to be something alive. <gasps> and oh. that was What's in the Box. Oh, that yeah. was actually quite fun. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Okay, so um, basically, that's that's it then. That's all, that's us done for yeah. for the year. Ep- oh, the year. <gasps> Episode two of the uh, Arts Insider podcast. Oh, that, that was very, very nice. Right, a final question for me then, but obviously because it's based around Christmas. What's your favourite thing about Christmas? It could be anything like the food, the drink, anything. What's your favourite thing about Christmas? Steph, we'll start with you. Okay, so I genuinely enjoy getting in my pyjamas matching pyjamas with the kids yeah um putting all my candles on putting all my lights on all the big lights off fairy lights like tree lights on um and getting a christmas movie with a hot chocolate and marshmallows the standard what's your favorite christmas movie oh okay um me yeah not with the kids me on my own you and your own mm, miracle on 34th street it's a classic joe what's your favorite christmas movie at the minute <laughs> It's Noel on Disney Plus. Noel. Yeah, it's it's essentially Elf if Elf was a girl. Have you seen uh, Jingle Jangle? I've only seen the bits that. Have the you seen Christmas Chronicles two? No, I haven't. Have you seen Christmas Chronicles one? I have. Yes, it's amazing. One's better. Jingle Jangle is like great showman at yes, Christmas. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's the best way to describe. It. It's brilliant. I've seen bits, but because I, I really want to watch it all, because because Sharon Rose, who was one of our guest judges in Sing It, she is she plays uh, the mum. Yeah. In it, so I really do want to watch it. But to be honest, I. I couldn't get into it. Yeah, I, I was tried. the same. We put yeah. it on last week. Um, ended up, kids went to bed. It so was just kind of on. Switched <laughs> the telly off and went to bed. It just didn't It didn't grab me. No. Yeah. That's a good one. What's, what's your favourite thing about Christmas, Joe? For me, Hallmark films are just on another level. Like, <laughs> I have so been bougie. watching I have been watching Hallmark films <laughs> since the start of September. What is a Hallmark film? They're, okay, you know the card company, Hallmark? Yes. They make films as well. It's oh, like, it's like, them. it's like... This is this is Cassidy, and she works <laughs> on a corporate world, but her daddy's sending her to work on the pumpkin farm where she finds love this Christmas. Okay, Dolly. Is that your Dolly Parton? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it's Dolly Parton. Yes, yeah, it is. Okay, Dolly. <laughs> and there's taters in it for everyone. My favourite thing about Christmas, I think it's Christmas Day itself. I love mm-hmm. just being lazy and just, I felt like the family time. Is that just, why you didn't do Mike's walks? Oh, because it was Christmas. No, that was no, so rude, Joseph. <laughs> Bringing this back again. <laughs> no, I, just, I love the Christmas, the whole Christmas day, the, the kind of excitement for the kid, for your kids and stuff. And then you have the meal and you kind of just, it's family time, just being a bit bonkers and just, you just eat, you eat so much. You, you eat and it's ridiculous. Christmas. My, fa- my, fa- my favourite Christmas movie, um, I love Polar Express. Absolutely <gasps> love, it. love the Polar Express. Yes. Oh, so I only seen the Polar Express. Uh, uh, why can't I talk? Snowball. <laughs> the Polar Express. <laughs> A couple of years ago. I never watched it as a kid. So good. And um, Mark said to me, put it on. And it was amazing. I was so, I was so captured. Christmas, like, Christmas Eve. Glass of Baileys. Oh, Baileys. Yeah. When you're wrapping. Oh. Hang on, I've got an important question. When do you wrap your gifts? Christmas Eve? You're not a Christmas Eve wrapper, are you? Um, Depends how late we do the shopping. But it's usually me who does the wrapping because I hate writing cards. Okay. So mm. Janine will do the card writing. I'll do the I'll, I'll sit there for hours gladly and wrap presents. Well, thank you all very much for joining us. Thank you, Steph. Thank you very much for having me. Joe, thank you. Anytime. Um, for the uh, 
snowballs and still got loads of food here. We haven't eaten. I know. I am going to pinch a mince pie. Go I for am. it. Okay, go for it. And everyone, have a very, very Merry Christmas and stay safe. Yes. Merry stay Christmas, safe. guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you all. I hope Santa brings you all lovely things. Bye. Bye. Bye.